Hey there, Friday Night Movie family. This is a very special South by Southwest edition of the podcast. We will be in Austin on the ground at the Wonder House, which is being put on by the amazing folks at the University of Arizona. It's taking place at Cafe Blue, downtown Austin, March 11th through 14th. We'll be there every day from about noon to five, recording the show with amazing filmmakers and actors and creators. But as usual, we also invite audience members to come up and be on the show and we'll definitely have some amazing swag to give away so make sure to follow us at friday night movie on all of the socials and come and see us at the wonder house in austin Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast from the Wonder House, put on by the great University of Arizona at South by Southwest. We have with us our first animator of the, or animation director of the, I don't maybe you're all of those things, <laughs> I, uh, of the festival in Zora Kovac. Zora, welcome to the family. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of the family. You have no idea. I, I feel like this, that should be our very first question. Zora is here with her stunning short animated film, Sprout. And uh, to, why don't you correct Shai and actually tell us all of the elements of this film that you, that you, we know you directed it. Yeah. Did you draw it too? I did draw it too. What? Yeah, I, I wrote it, directed it, and drew it. Hand drawn. Anime. Yeah, hand drawn on the computer. On the computer. Okay. And then there's some watercolor and pastel background hand painted elements that I kind of comped in in After Effects, basically. So, and then I did the kind of After Effects kind of post work on it as well. That's wild. That <laughs> is a very big undertaking. How many minutes? Not is a this big again? payroll, I guess. Then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I um, sweat shopped myself yeah. making this oh movie. I mean, unfortunately, the the work. I uh, my my husband is a, a storyboard artist. And oh, wow, amazing. But he worked for a big company where people come to their office and tell them when it's time to go to the cereal bar and play foosball like right he didn't he didn't do all of this but he in films when he was in <laughs> film school started off hand drawing his own mm -hmm. animated films and so um i just want to say for any of our listeners if it's not clear what zora has pulled off is a monumental feat it should not be underestimated you look at an animation you go oh it's so simple and oh it's so pretty you just no it, that is like you said sweatshop labor <laughs> that is an insane amount of work and i just have so much respect for the grit that it takes that it took you to to make this i just want to hear more first i want to hear more about like your process of making this film yeah, how'd you Coming keep yourself going idea, like, <laughs> yeah, how do you true. keep yourself going yeah thank you so much that's so sweet of you um i yeah so i started the film in november of 2021 so it took me about a year i finished it right around the end of 2022 so it took me about a year in full to make it and I kind of just had the idea come to me one day and I kind of just wrote it out as prose in a notebook, kind of just wrote it. And then from there, I storyboarded it. And um, I spent a lot of time working on it in the storyboard and kind of first thumbnailing and then refining the drawings and then really honing in the story before I do any animation, which I'm sure your husband can attest to as well, is like once you get in animating, you can't really, uh, to go back and change things is so hectic. So. I've seen him spend 
three years in the story process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, you really have to get it right before you do anything. And so there would be times where I was like, about to go into animation, I was like, oh, I need this one shot. Like, it's gonna really change everything. And so, um, so I spent a long time storyboarding it. And then, honestly, the most lengthy part of the process was designing, like, the backgrounds and the, the composing of the shots. The actual animation is, um, was actually much faster. So I spent a lot of time doing all the backgrounds and, um, and then, yeah, and then animating it all digital on the computer. I use Adobe Animate, which used to be Flash, but they did a rebrand. Wow. Um, so yes. you did this. I was going to ask, you did this all in Adobe Animate. Yeah, That's I did. Wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of end-to-end -end Adobe. I did Animate to Animate and then Premiere to Cut and then After Effects for the kind of camera movements and comping and uh, compositing with the color and everything. That's what, The camera movements are really beautiful and subtle in this. Also, we should... I actually don't 100% know how to, I mean, there's a log line, but this is like a sci-fi children's story. I mean, it's a story of, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to read. It's so cool. I, I feel rude dis describing it. No, no, story please, you please. Okay, so you have a story yeah, we're we're about trying a, to test to make sure we pass. There's a scientist who's cut off, keeps himself isolated and cut off from the world, you know, mm -hmm. by any means possible, and through, um, a, a magical coincidence, a ma magical accident, he births like a robot vegetable baby. I don't know how to it. He's like a robot onion. He's beautiful. A little creature who he raises. And when that robot is ready to go out into the world, he, you know, or they bring, it brings uh, the scientists uh, out into the world with him and, and helps the scientist um, reintegrate back into into his surroundings That's without, without, without giving yes. too much away. Um, and I, I want to, if it's all right, I want to kind of kick off with... Lily, yeah. our sister. So do you Lily, have siblings? I have an older brother, okay. yes. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'm, well, I'm the older brother. Lily's the middle. Becky's the youngest. Mm -hmm. And we, we do things all together even when we're not all together. Mm -hmm. And so Lily has watches everything, by the way, for the festival and any interview we do. For the people listening, Lily is infused in every interview because we workshop everything, you know, it right looks like we're just improvising, but we weren't pretty hard on this. <laughs> um, and so Lily's really infused in this one because this one spoke to her deeply. So the first thing is you said you started this in 2021. And so obvious question here, how much of it is a reaction to or inspired by, you know, the COVID world you were living in at the time? Yeah, I feel like it is such a COVID film. Like it feels like such a direct reflection of the pandemic and kind of the, and I think it wasn't, like I was trying to necessarily make a film about the pandemic, but I think it, I wanted to make something that reflected that comfort of the comfort, but also the kind of fear at the same time, like of, oh, yeah. of withdrawing. And, and I think at first in the pandemic, there was this feeling of like, oh my God, this, I feel so like I'm not challenged by anything. I'm home, I'm watching movies, I'm cooking, I'm doing these things that make me happy. And then, but at the same time, I'm terrified of the world around me and doing anything. And that kind of duality and those feelings I found so fascinating and also like so universal. It was so crazy how everyone was experiencing that at the same time. And, um, but I didn't, I don't think I wanted to make, I think anything that was directly, you know, reflective of the pandemic, so. Um, but definitely, I think it, it feels like maybe in the future I'll look back at it as like my COVID 
film, you know, well, like. Well, that's you know, the that's funny. I didn't well, even, like, I didn't even realize well, the COVID well, connection. Well, I just thought of it as like. I'm very extroverted. Something strikes me that you're very extroverted. Are you Are you a little extroverted? I, I do think I'm on the extroverted side, and it's so funny because people are always like, why, like animators are so typically very, I think I can be very shy too, but animators are typically very introverted. And, and also yes, shy and introverted yes, are different, but, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. strike me as very extroverted. I'm very extroverted, yeah. but there's a side of me that like when the switch flips and I have to go into cocoon mode, and so there was this whole conversation I was having with myself about cocoon mode. And and I didn't, like, I sort of went beyond the pandemic, too. So it is maybe your pandemic, well, film, but I think that whole cocoon mode thing is something people are always going to grapple with. One of the things Lily with. brings up and we want to ask you about is she, when she watched it, it really drew a strong connection for her to um, mental health and, and the... The, the baby or the, the, the child he raises bringing him out, she felt was, um, it's like when you find that therapy or that medication, that thing that gets you to go back out into the world yeah, and get back to, to, you know, integrating. And then with time, you know, that, that being able to function, you know, um, I don't know how, how did she. Well, put it? for Lily, let's just get, we can talk about Lily. Lily's very open with when Lily was a kid. Right, she, she had real separation anxiety, she, so she, going out of the house was a thing for her for a big portion of her life. So there's a deep component to this that speaks to her. So, so when you're at first, you're dependent on something that helps you go beyond your capabilities, but then you continue to grow and you're able to do it on your own. And is that something that you consciously had in mind as you were writing this story? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say I also am someone who has, and it's interesting about even back to the extroverted thing is like. Like I feel extroverted, but I also have terrible anxiety, and I think that. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and I think that anxiety can be so crippling, and I think in a way it is that feeling of this character who then goes out into the world, and then they see that it's okay, and they just kind of needed someone or something to help bring them out to understand that it was something they were capable of right. all along, but their anxiety or their fear is kind of paralyzing them. I think that cocoon mode is such a great metaphor for it because it's like that is so true. I think when you start to self-isolate, when you start to withdraw, it's so easy to kind of cycle into that deeper and deeper and it sometimes does take I think in this film it's almost like the even though it's maybe not a human but like the human connection, you know, the connection of um, mm -hmm. the love the, the, love, the, yeah. the, 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 the you know, that actually, this really speaks to Lily because Lily, who we said separation anxiety when she was a kid, of the three of us moved the farthest I mean, away from home. It was it was a step she, even beyond that. You know, I think, she, yeah. She fell in love and built her life on an island in the middle of the ocean. And when we were little little kids, if our I parents mean, went out to dinner, the they'd get called at the restaurant because she was so upset. Oh so yeah, I think there's so much. I, I think yeah. there's another thing to come back to the mental health thing, or to come back to whether it's mindfulness exercises or medication, or there are things that they don't. Um, change your innate nature, but they help you get your head just up above that fence so you can see the world, so you can get to the thing on the shelf so you can use it. And I feel like we're really seeing that in the film, which is that, that whatever the scientist thinks about the world, it he has within him to connect to it. And so the sprout is like just getting him a little further. Is that, am I on the right track? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's almost like 
in a way I, I think it's I kind of see it almost like a parent and child that kind of flips like oh, he's wow he's raising the, the sprout you know and then it gets to a certain point and then he's kind of like in the womb again and it's taking him outside and oh, that, and there's well, a whole metaphor about you, caring you, for your parents but, that, but, but you also oh. I, one of your notes is is it yeah your te- your your children teaching you yeah and I, that's I, like a big thing that we that shy pointed out um, is that you teach your child for so long and then at a certain point they are teaching you yeah oh. absolutely I and, think that's oh, that's very much for your parents and I just got really sad <laughs> but and in a good way so yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, but... there's this song that I wrote with major drop didn't write alone and I yeah. could never have written alone because um, I'm just a drummer but with oh, my cool. lifelong musical partner Howie um, and it's called Beautiful Exchange and Beautiful Exchange it's about us as dads learning to love things from our kids that we didn't expect to ever love so for Howie it was like learning to love baseball he was never a sports kid for me it was like learning who all the Pokemon are uh, <laughs> and how the whole system works yeah. like it came out when I was a kid I was like this is dumb yeah, yeah. and now I'm like buying all the cards I mean, and playing with my kids the things that I am now an expert is, on my favorite game <laughs> is to get my sister's kids into things that I love so then yes. they have to now relive my childhood so the number of conversations I have with my five year old driving to preschool about all of the jobs Cats from Cats the Musical. Because I'm a cat super And fan. she wants to know, okay, so are Mistopheles and Rum Tum Tugger best friends? Because Rum Tum sings Mistopheles' song, so they must be best friends <laughs> every day. We right. have these Going deep into the dynamics, the relationships. That yeah. is it in the, it's it's not the deepest tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then Lily has had to learn how to transform all of the vintage Transformers. Yeah. Like she has to go on YouTube because I buy them for her son. And then she's like, God damn it. I don't know how to transform yeah. Soundwave. Now I got to look on YouTube and, learn <laughs> all the hit- and I have to learn all the histories of the Transformers. I'm like building Mistopheles cosplays for oh my, my five-year-old. This is amazing. Yeah. But like also that is going to be the thing that will stick with those kids forever. They're going to be lifelong cats and Transformers yeah, memories. Yeah, Cats and Transformers fans. Yeah. Um, so... This animated film is just, it's so, um, there's so much meaning behind it. It's so thoughtful. It clearly has opened up such a a wonderful discussion. I I really want everybody to see it. And I'm wondering which, let's start with like an easy one. Which animated films inspire you? Was there anything you you saw as a child or that you were really into that sent you on this path? And was it Transformers the movie from 1986? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, I would say that the biggest influence for me or the thing that always was Miyazaki films. Like, I think I, I've... There's I'm, such a Miyazaki vibe like in this. There's such a Totoro vibe in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's... The character, the the creature, I call him Ramp after the spring onions, like little spring onions, yeah. and um, I think of him as such a such a Totoro, g- giving such that Totoro energy. Really yeah. does, yeah. and it it's so um, I don't know the sweetness of it and the, and loving, the nature, and the loving nature of it. Very yeah. very Miyazaki. It's very Totoro. Yeah, and, and absolutely. There's a little the nature. Castle in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I love in the sky? Castle, yeah, in the castle in the sky. It's, it's one of my favorites. Castle in the sky vibe yeah. because of the techno organic. Mm-hmm. Connection there. Yeah, absolutely. The the kind of, I and that was something from the, like, nature sci-fi as a genre in general that I really love. Like the mixing of sci-fi and nature. And so, I think that I've always kind of wanted to make a movie like that. And I've I always like love images of just like, 
like a terrarium on a spaceship or something like oh, that, you know. Have you like, ever heard of this crazy movie what? called Silent Running? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I will I, watch I, it. I was pitching, it's really crazy. I, and this is, when you grew up in the 80s, like parents just let you watch whatever. Like, it, oh, it has space in it, it's like Star Wars. Right. This is a movie starring Bruce Dern, do you know who Bruce Dern is? Yeah, like absolutely, actor. Laura Dern's father. Oh, no kidding, yeah. yeah. So a young man, this is when he's young, <laughs> this is in the 70s or early 80s. Yeah, yeah. And he, they live on a, uh, a greenhouse in space, him and a bunch of guys, and the corporation that owns this last green space in the universe mm -hmm. says, all right, guys, we don't want to pay for this anymore. You got to jettison it. And he goes like bananas, murdering the other people to save the trees. And then there are these little robots that he plays cards with. It's very depressing, but okay. it is exactly nature sci-fi. That's uh, so good. <laughs> I, Silent Running. Silent Running. It had like music, like all the 70s, like ballad rock yeah. put in it. It's oh my God. weird stuff. Um, Miyazaki follow-up question. Thank you for that <laughs> interlude. But I am um, going to watch it. I can't wait. Um, if you could live in any one of the worlds of his films, which oh, world would you live in? Oh, that's a great one. I would probably say in Princess Mononoke, in the forest with the little guys, the with their yeah, that probably would be the place I would go. Even though it's like, so many of the worlds are like war torn and. Yeah, um, I mean, he's, he's saying a lot. Well, there's yeah. a lot of post-war, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. struggle so, there. Yeah. But so much beauty also right. the way that he he creates these things. Absolutely. Or maybe I would live in Howl's Moving Castle. Um, okay. I'm like with Calcifer making little eggs and stuff every uh, day. Um, but um, yeah, I, I love all of the worlds and I love, like I always say, like if you watch enough Miyazaki movies, you'll just want to animate grass like gently waving. <laughs> <laughs> that is so that's, right on. That's, that's amazing. So great. How about live action? Is there a live action movie that inspires you or you really come from the animated drawn world? I do. I do love I, w I have to say, even though I am an animator, I'm, I'm a huge live action movie fan. Like, I'm a huge, like, I love you guys' podcast. I'm also a huge movie nerd. Like, I'm like, yeah, I love, <laughs> love to talk about movies. And, um, and so, yeah, I would say, I was like, this is this a weird one to bring up? But, like, Stalker, the Tarkovsky movie, where oh, it's like. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's weird that to bring up. We no, 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 that's like the Chernobyl that's movie. A, no, but it's so meditative. <laughs> yeah, and, and husband's and from Russia. Beautiful. They talk about Chernobyl all and, the time. Yeah. Um, and I also went to film school and saw Stalker. I've seen Stalker. So okay. I don't okay. know what she's talking about. Becky is um, the auteur. Uh, but, no, but, but, yeah. Depressing. Tarkovsky yeah. has that, like, slightly depressing, yeah. but very meditative, mm -hmm. um, beautiful and, films. And yeah, things. and the yeah. kind of being in nature and the kind of... Um, I love the kind of, yeah, like, it is, it's depressing, but there's, like, a gentleness to it and the kind of time it takes to kind of just exist in the environments, I think, is so I, beautiful. I think for that exact reason, I love Terrence Malick films because yeah. they're shot with all natural light I, and you're in he, very... I, we, 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 whenever we criticize, we always, like, our show is not a criticism show. Mm -hmm. So... Terrence Malick is one of the greats. This is a joyful yeah. space. No, but I'm just saying, like, but you're allowed to say what you like and you don't like, and I don't like any movie that I have seen of his. Oh, really? That's fine. I like every movie I've seen of his. I know you so do. There this you is, go. But that's, you've got Give two voices on Give me some Tree of this. Life. Give I, me some New World. I oh, my God. Or is the Thin Red Line that one, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's so a lot of just mm -hmm. looking at like sad another people. <laughs> 
very beautiful films. Okay. <laughs> but we, we only punch up. Like, I'm not, yeah. like, making fun of, like, indie makers. Like, Terrence Malick doesn't right. get my validation. Right. You're going to get he's, into an internet beef with Terrence yeah. Malick. No, like, he's a genius. <laughs> I don't like it, which is different than me saying it's not good. Yeah, it is yeah. great. Right. It is affirmative. But taste is also a, a factor. I think there are things you like and you don't well, like. And Can I ask, um, because we love what you've created, and mm-hmm. Sprout is so beautiful and has the... The waving, lots of waving grass in it. Yes. Um, do you do you post your illustrations or your drawings or any of the work you do online? Is that something we could? I have a website, but I've actually been on a bit of a social media break, and it's okay. funny because it's it's something I've been thinking about recently because I in that same period of the pandemic, I kind of got off of Instagram, and then okay. I I haven't returned, and it's almost like kind of the same metaphor of like going oh, back yeah. into that yeah. world. But well, maybe the other way around. Maybe you're better off without it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Well, I People say that. What, it's I'm, true. what I'm wondering is mm. where can where can our listeners follow you and see more of your work and find out what you're creating? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, which is um, my uh, handle is Zora underscore Kovac. Great. Um, and then. Yeah, you could also follow me on Letterboxd. I don't know if that oh, is a crazy yeah. I'm oh, Watch out, watch so out. I started getting stressed out about being on Letterboxd because yeah. I love Letterboxd because I actually went through and tried to catalog every single movie I've ever seen. Wow, so, and, I, and I think I effectively did it. I may have missed a couple, mm-hmm. and I always give them stars for my own, like, I remember, what did I, you know, but it's not like I... I'm not saying this other people should think this, mm-hmm. but I realize everyone can see your stars and I'm starting to get anxious about it. Like, I don't want to yeah. mess with someone's star rating. I know, I was just thinking that too. I was like, is it... Like, if I give something four stars, that's like that's like Godfather, or close yeah. to the Godfather. Like, that's for so, me. So just and review the things that you do. Like. No, but I don't review them. I'm just like, oh, I saw this one, check. Yeah, this, this is, is the stars. And you, you know, have to yeah. give a star? You can't just you, say it. You don't have to. You can no. heart it. Yeah, so it's now bad. I'm just going to have to start hearting things and keeping my personal ratings oh, elsewhere. that's rough. But yeah. this is going to yeah. get five so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I so hope so. Yeah. Okay, I love so we can follow you yeah. on Letterboxd. And I would say the, the best place if you if you are on Vimeo, um, all I post all of my stuff oh, on Vimeo. Okay. That's I, where everything lives. Yeah. See, my Vimeo paid account and, uh, is going to pay off. And it's yeah. just your name again? Yeah, Zora, Zora Kovac. Kovac. Vimeo.com slash Zora Kovac. So I would go there and check out some stuff. Yeah. I've got lots of other films you can check out as well. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah we will well, be checking we out your stuff love and Sprout. sharing it. We think you're awesome. You're such a natural member of the family. Will you, yes. Do you promise to come back one day? Yeah. I would love to. Literally, bring me back and like ask me pop culture questions. Okay, oh good. my god, then yes. We'll okay, we'll we'll do a whole episode with you. This, this yes. is gonna be so much fun. Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah. Zora Kovac, the film is Sprout. Brilliant filmmaker, awesome person. Thank you for joining the family. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I can't wait for more family gatherings. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Friday Night Movie, the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast. Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Fry Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FryNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.